Hello and welcome to Eden Exchanges, the franchise business journey podcast by Eden Exchange. Today we spoke to James Korn, founder and director of the Franchise Institute, a business specializing in franchising and small business ventures. Listen as James highlights the current climate in the franchising business sector in Australia, the growth and development potential of franchising, contracts and agreements for your business, and the tips and guides to identify if your business is ready for franchising. Welcome everyone, my name is Raghu from Eden Exchange and I'm joined by Ellen Rogers on the Eden Exchange team. Hello everyone. Today our special guest is James Korn, who's the founder and director of the Franchise Institute. It's a real pleasure having you on today, James. Thank you for inviting me. Look, you're obviously, given by your name, an expert in the industry about, and obviously the franchise sector as well, but briefly, what does the Franchise Institute do and, and how did the company come about? Okay, well, the Franchise Institute is really a specialised franchise consultancy firm. And what we do is we build franchise systems aimed at the small and small medium-sized business. They're the ones which struggle the most in trying to get their business to that next level through franchising. And what they're requiring is a simple process which they can understand, they can apply at a reasonable cost to take to market. And what we do at the Institute is build those processes and systems for them to achieve that. And how do you know how to do that? I mean, what's your background or have you, you obviously have a lot of association with franchising. What, what brought you into it and what gave you the expertise? Big question, that one. Well, gosh, where do I start? I mean, I was in the corporate environment for many years, actually, and I was with Telstra and the Canadian consulate and telecommunications firms such as SciTech. And I really wanted to go and start my own business. And um, I fell into my own business And I thought there must be a better way to do it. And I actually finally, you know, moved on from that business. I was really looking at purchasing a franchise. I was looking at it and I thought, gosh, you know what? Why am I purchasing? I can actually start one myself. And that was an adventure in itself because at that time, I was trying to find specialists who can assist me in building a good franchise system as a small business to take to market. The problem was at the time was that the people we were engaging with made the systems very complicated and it was also very expensive for a small business to actually take on these services. More than that, though, was the fact that even after that was built, there was a reliance of continuously paying more to actually engage these services once the franchise had been actually built. So I, through a lot of, I guess, trial and error, I actually eventually built my own franchise system and I actually built it in three different industries, three businesses which I bought, or should I say developed, built, and subsequently sold. And as a result of that, I gained a lot of knowledge in knowing what to do and not what to do, and also to build a very effective structures, which works well for both franchisees and franchisors. Now, after selling that final business, I could see an opportunity for other small and small medium-sized businesses who struggled the same way as I did. As a result of that, I wanted to develop a system for them, and that's how the Institute was started. Okay, and what key industry trends should franchise business buyers and sellers be watching out for? Do you have any advice for a business owner looking to franchise a business for the very first time? Oh, that's a good question, that one now, because times are changing dramatically in many ways in relation to technology, for instance. Originally, you know, as all business owners, we relied on very heavy print and media, TV and things like that. 
as you know today, the power of social media, the power of the web, all these things now have gained a lot of control in, in attraction in the market and therefore it could be a lot easier for people to actually establish a franchise using that media. But at the same time, it has become more competitive as well. So you do need to actually know what you're doing and work with people who you know can really assist to understand your business and apply a successful franchise system there as well. I guess the other thing then is also an understanding what the, the, the cycle of the market at the moment, especially in the Australian environment. The Australian environment at the moment, you know, it, it, it's, it's competitive out there and it, we're sort of reaching a more of a tough stage in relation to business. Coupled with that um, in relation to wages, employment issues and red tape for small businesses, that can be quite difficult. Franchising, I find, could be a viable alternative if set up correctly, especially when you've got both franchisees in mind as well as yourself. It's important to set up a fair system that works. So as a small business, it's not to necessarily just jump in, but it's important to actually see it as an opportunity. And also, if it is good, you know, make a decision to do so. It doesn't have to be complicated and actually can open up a whole new world of getting your business promoted and established in multiple locations in a cost-effective way where you've got dedicated owner-operators working the business which appreciate the value of what you've provided them as well. I guess that would be the best advice in relation to small business owners in today's environment. And that is, you know, you've summed up something uh, you've made it sound simple, but it actually can be a, a, quite a difficult thing to get all those pieces to fit and join all the dots to make you know, the franchise success as well as having the owners of the franchisor succeeding. And a lot of it's based on reputations as well. And you know, we know in franchising now, reputations can be made or lost very quickly. Uh, what makes then for a good franchise owner in your mind? Oh, that's a good question, that one. There's a couple of key factors here in relation to making a successful franchise there. Firstly, it's in relation to the actual business systems and processes which the franchise or is providing. Remember, a franchisee is actually buying the business know-how, which is incorporated within the system of which the franchise or is providing. So you do need to have clear, simple, effective systems, which actually provides a blueprint for the franchisee to follow step by step to replicate successfully already what the franchisor is doing himself. As a business owner, we sometimes just assume that what we do, everyone else can do. And therefore, we can either be quite scant or vague in relation to the specific directions which we provide the franchisees. So it's important that your systems themselves which are provided within an operations manual is clear, concise, and step-by-step -step providing the whole thing through from not only the product and the understanding of the product, but in relation to how to market it, how to sell it, what the processes are of actually doing the accounts, all of these things, because that's what the franchisee is actually after, the complete business system. Secondly, is in the relationship between the franchisor and franchisee. It is a partnership. As a franchisor now, Rather than having the customer, the end user as your customer, it's actually the franchisee that becomes the customer. So what you need to do is make sure that relationship is a good one. You want to confirm that the franchisee is achieving 
what the what was expect what they've been expecting to get out of it and having the franchisees supporting them so that they're actually as i said gaining those results and building the belief that they've bought a good system if you do that you have a very very robust system and a good relationship between franchisor and franchisee where challenges happening is whereby if, for instance, if franchisor is thinking, well, I've sold the business, you know, the, the license now, they'll be able to do the rest. That's the starting point. And it's also the same mistake from a franchisee's perspective. Just because you know, they've bought the franchise doesn't mean for them to stop. There needs to be clear communication and clear expectations from both sides, as well as a support and trust to build up a successful business for both parties. Okay, so the business environment is constantly changing. Do you have any rules of what makes for a franchise opportunity in general? Well, the franchise opportunity can be from anything. It's a, it's a, in Australia, it's a $140 billion industry. You know, it's almost 4% of the economy, the Australian economy today. So it's quite substantial. And franchising can happen in a plethora of different industries. And as we know with the Australian economy, where you know, which is um, <laughs> goes through its cycles, there's going to be opportunities in different areas, just as much as in any common sense area where there's going to be things which you may want to avoid as well. So, any recommendation from a, both a franchise or a franchisee is look at the market you're going in, because I can say right now, if the market is reducing the market size or customers are not purchasing that is not a good place to start a franchise because a franchise is a great system it's a great process to uh to actually leverage a business and grow but it can only work if you've got customers at the end franchising itself will not save a failing business so when uh, the advice which i would give both franchisees and franchisors is that there is no right or wrong business it's a business where, A, you feel comfortable that you can work with, but B, to make sure the customers are there and that industry is at least station, um, stable or growing, and C, that you've got assistance from the franchisor in providing those business systems and even the sales techniques and processes and marketing and lead generation processes for the franchisee to build their client base. Because when they have a solid client base, you're going to have happy franchisees. And when you have happy franchisees, you'll definitely have a happy franchisor. It's a, it's a good lesson in terms of franchises out there. The, the nature of the business is you're selling products and services. You're not a business of being a franchise. I mean, sometimes people can be um, caught up in the, that with, and forget the other component. You're actually providing a service. Have you ever seen that? trip people up in your experience? Absolutely. And I'd actually take this a step further. It's a good point here. Um, it's true that the product and service is one of the key aspects of which attracts franchisees, and you've got to make sure that product and service which works. But the other thing here is the business system wrapped around the franchise. Believe it or not, it's the know-how with what that business owner, the franchise or the business owner has had of, of many years of experience in actually running their business. That business know-how wrapped around the product and service is the gold in which franchisees purchase. Because quite often they can do the installation, they can do the cleaning, they can run the shop, they can you know apply whatever it is in relation to the franchise. The biggest challenge which most franchisees have is actually conducting the business itself. How do I get clients? 
How do I invoice clients? What if I have a problem? How do I get leads? What happens if um, I have an issue here? Who do I speak to? All of these things are the essential ingredients wrapped around the product or service which has been offered by the franchisor. If you put those business systems correctly together, the franchisee has far more confidence to go to market. And if they have far more confidence to go to market, they're going to be far more successful as a whole because they look more confident in front of their customers. They know what they're doing and customers get attracted to somebody who knows what they're doing. And how do you go about implementing this? So in terms of the industries and types of companies you work with, it's it's quite diverse, isn't it? So do you take a different approach to different sectors or different types of businesses or is it all based on this certain system and philosophy you have to make a success of a franchise? It's actually both. Because from a franchise, a franchise itself is a set of of systems and processes. So obviously there's going to be a framework which works in relation to franchising. Once that is done, what you need to be then doing is actually fine-tuning it to each individual industry because every business is different. But however, there's a framework which we need to adhere to to conduct to build the franchise system otherwise there is no system so every business it even comes down to every business is different um so the key here is actually to hone in to get a clear understanding of every individual business from that we actually then create that framework from the franchise perspective to build those franchise framework processes together from the specific businesses to have a successful franchise built. Okay, so what I'm saying here is, yes, every business is different, but there needs to be a solid framework through a franchise mechanism to follow to get the results which you want. And then what? What? how do you go about doing that? Say if I came in, I had a business that could potentially be franchised. Um, what, what would be your first step in, in getting the ball rolling with a, with a new uh, client you're helping? Well, this is a good question because... Not all businesses are franchisable. Many are, but not all. And it comes down to both the business which is operating and also the person who is operating it first. At the Franchise Institute, one thing which we're passionate about is actually making our clients successful. As I mentioned before, we understand the challenges what small and small, medium-sized businesses have. So as a result of that, we want to make sure that we can help them. So before anyone actually comes on board with us, we actually conduct a review. We do an analysis first to make sure that that person is capable of being franchised. The other thing which we do is explain to them very clearly what those those processes will be and to make sure that the outcomes which we can achieve are going to be consistent with what our customers want. Because our customers want to franchise for a number of different reasons. You know, there could be, you know, they want to expand their business but don't have the capital to know how. They could be just getting very frustrated with with their staff. You know, the staff may not be working the way they want and may not be motivated enough to be able to do that. So as a result of that, you know, you're going to have a, a number of different reasons for people wanting to franchise. So we've got to make sure that we understand the individual's outcomes and also the, to making sure that they are capable of actually running a franchise. So we do all these things first. From that point, then they have the right information to make an informed decision. Because once they do that, they can either decide because, you know, 
we believe that, you know, people shouldn't be investing into something if it's not right. On the other hand, we think people should be making decisions if it is. So by giving that information, by giving them a clear understanding in, very, in, in a way which is achievable for them through their business, they can make the right decisions for themselves. And we do that before we actually have anything coming, anyone actually sign on the dotted line with us. Okay, and just going back to the sector as a whole, is there anything you're looking forward to in the sector in the next year or two? Is there anything like new developments that are happening in Australia that's going to change the industry as we know it? No, it's a good question. Again, um, it's a it's an exciting industry. It's a dynamic industry, and like all industries, it has its opportunities and challenges. There's no question about that. In Australia, which is good, we've got what we call the franchise code of conduct. And the reason why the Franchise Code of Conduct is in is to making sure that the industry is regulated so good decisions are made, franchisors and franchisees are operating ethically, which I think is a good thing. And what we have from time to time is, you know, um, these blowouts in the media saying, you know, um, issues in relation to big franchise companies, etc. And that happens in most industries, as we know. But what I believe which is good about it within the franchise industry is it keeps it narrow, it keeps it ethical. And that, that's really important here. We've got, you know, over 2,000 franchise systems operating in Australia, most of them small businesses who are working very, very well with their franchisees. Because you know what? It's like a family for them. Okay, so having in this this tight ethical network is a good thing. And then anyone who sort of um, tries and takes advantage of it, either by franchisee or franchisor, will inevitably get caught up. And we've seen this in most recent times. There is a tightening up continuously on the code. It's actually, as I said, it's under the Trade Practices Act, so it's a national code. Um, so in doing that, I think it's good because it's going to keep people ethical. It's going to keep people innovating with new opportunities to make sure franchisees are successful. Um, and I think as an industry as a whole, it'll be a great contributor moving forwards for the Australian economy, especially in these more challenging times which are coming out. Because basically what franchising will do will be offering new opportunities for people to build an asset for themselves. And I think in an economy like ours, I think that's a great thing. Absolutely. You're obviously dealing with a lot of, um, you know, aspirational people who are, are looking to really you know, grow their, 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 their businesses and their networks. What, what's that the best thing about your job? What's driving you to do what you do? Oh, gosh, you know, what? I've come from small business. I know what it's like, the challenges today. If we look at the challenges today, as I said, you know, people really want to grow their business, but A, don't know how because it's so conditioned to be operating day in and day out. And I've seen so many of our clients working 50, 60, 70, 80, even 100 hours a week, you know, working on their business and looking at another way to actually grow it, to give more, to contribute more, to build something for themselves and their families. And it's the most rewarding thing on earth for me when I see these people find this alternative, this new avenue to actually grow their business and providing opportunities for other people to join their businesses through that franchise offering. It's the most wonderful experience because it is really a butterfly effect here. 
because the franchisors do well because they're actually having the ability at last to build something more for themselves, for their family. But they're also providing that opportunity for people who may have lost their job or looking for a sea change or something which inspires or aspires them to do more. And what these franchisors are doing are providing a business blueprint and template for people who haven't been in business before to get themselves into business and having a process which they can follow with the support of someone who's been there and done that. And when I see that happen, it's the most incredible experience because both parties have been have received huge value and it's giving them such an asset to themselves and their family and their lives. And if you can do that, I tell you, you know, I'm the luckiest guy in the world to be in this type of business if you do it right, let me tell you. Fantastic. And we really do encourage anyone interested to head towards the franchiseinstitute.com.au and start your journey with James and the team because it can um, really open your eyes to see what the potential is with the company. You're also, you'll have some options near the podcast to, to contact the team. You'll have some contact us buttons. Please put your name down and we'll get in touch with you very, very soon um, to get the ball rolling at the Franchise Institute. Now, apart from that, James, it's been a pleasure having you on today. Look, as discussed, it'd be great to have you on again because obviously your knowledge in this sector is, is second to none. So like you said, there is a lot going on in the industry and, and we're, we'd be a pleasure to have you on again as, a, as an expert on, on the Australian market. Look, thank you so much for your time. I hope it's um, valuable for your listeners there in relation to that. As I see, I see a great opportunity for people in relation to a small business to franchise, even growing their own asset and even selling that as something which they can do with value. All of these things come into mind. So I'm happy to um, have a chat and guide anyone who's interested to find out more. All right. Thank you, James. Thank you, James. Thank you very much. Eden Exchanges was brought to you by the team at Eden Exchange. In this episode, we spoke to James Corn, founder and director of the Franchise Institute. For more information on the Franchise Institute or any other episodes by Eden Exchanges, head to our networking website, businessbyinvest.com. You can also subscribe to the series on iTunes or Stitches if you're using Android. Find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter and Instagram for recent info on the buying, selling and investing world. Thanks for listening.